Some of these books are perfect to be specced on right now. Others, you should wait a little bit. The question is, which ones? Let's get into it. Another week, another list, trending comics, Fire Guy Ryan in the house. Yo, you covered the list for Gem Mint and Mill Geek this week, both of them on vacation. Russ found the collection on the hunt. Subscribe, like the content. We're here every week for the Comic Familia and at the list at number 10. This is a one in a hundred that we knew was coming that I think is great spec potential, but you may want to wait a poquito tiempo. Ooh. Espanol. We're talking about Amazing Spider-Man, issue number 19, the one in a hundred black and white variant here at number 10. This cover art is done by Glada Perez Snodo, and it's a homage to Fantastic Four, issue number one, from way back in the 60s. One of the most important and greatest comic book covers of all time being homaged. And look at what we have here. Multiple Disney characters on the cover in place of the first Marvel family celebrating the 100 years of Disney because Marvel got bought out by Disney. So now this is a milestone event and it's these types of variants I think are going missed out long-term but are selling for a heightened amount right now. $110 is definitely paying for entry if you get a high graded copy. But I think if you're patient, you may be able to get it for 20, 30, 40 bucks off. But long-term, I think this is a safe buy. This is a major moment for not just the title, but a fantastic homage. Sure. And you already have a Disney variant right here on the set right next to you here. So you're clearly uh, involved in this whole black and white Disney cover. It is. It does have a certain cool vibe to it. But again, we talked about these when they first started coming out last month. And they are doing a 1 in 100 black and white ratio variant. But if you really like the art and you just want the cover, there is an open to order color version of this cover too. So you can get that easier. That is Goofy as the Human Torch, Minnie Mouse as the Invisible Woman. A instant modern variant classic. Number nine on the list, Static Number One from 1993. A beloved character within the last two years getting a refresh for the IP coming from Milestone, a major imprint at DC Comics. And we have a book that is Perfect spec potential, optioned in 2020 by Michael B. Jordan. And no news is good news if you're looking to buy because it's hitting $25 average sales and 9.8s, hitting $159. And that's a price this month. Like Tom says, Static has been optioned by Michael B. Jordan's production company, but we haven't had any news on that since like 2021 at the very last. So we're seeing this book make the list because of the new release of Static Shadows of Dakota, number one, which is a sequel to Static Season 1 that dropped two years ago. You're even seeing a variant cover for this book done by Olivier Coipiel, which uh, is a foil cover. It's a pretty cool cover. So that just gives more credence to the fact that we're seeing this book on the list because of this new relaunch. Shadows of Dakota, that variant, is hitting over $100, and it also made it on the Trending 20, the larger list we source these 10 comic books from. Support the show, but enhance your comic collecting, your sorting, your overall knowledge about funny books by downloading Key Collector Comics, available for both Androids and iPhones. So this new Static miniseries dropping recently, Shadows of Dakota, is therefore spiking the first appearance of Static from 1993. We're seeing 150% increase in copies sold compared to last week. And even with the 9.8s, they are down significantly from their highs back in 2021. The last sale went for $159 compared to $460 back in March 2021. Now, I was taking a look at the other variants to this issue. You have the Platinum Edition that's hitting $850 at a 9.8. That was clearing well over $1,000 during the comic boom. And then the variant 
standard direct market copy. It's the blue cover, my favorite of all of them. That book's hitting $150 as well. I can't imagine the floor getting much lower than that. And number eight on the list is a comic book. I don't know this one, dude. I <laughs> just be real. All I know about Stormwatch and this like era of 90s comics is that Warren Ellis came into this run, shook stuff up here at issue number 37. And it's these characters that would be introduced that would eventually lead us to the authority. And now that James Gunn is involved with a production, it has everybody looking at what was once considered at best $5 books as brand new keys to hunt for. I know from my days getting started in the new 52, I know Stormwatch was one of those titles that I saw and ignored because it made no sense and I didn't know anything about it. Um, but now we are seeing $25 averages for Stormwatch 37 with a high raw sale of $60 earlier this month. And this book has moved up quite a bit because back in 2021, this could have been purchased for under cost. It was to get it graded in the first place at a 9.8, $16 for a January 2021 sale and $30 highs. But there's only four copies that are graded at 9.8, just proving that no one was specking on this book. But now it's got this like, peacemaker variable. Could James Gunn make an instant hit on something that no one expected or necessarily thought they wanted to see hit the screen? Well, he's done it multiple times. Since James Gunn's announcement video announcing all of the different projects he was doing, one of them being Authority, I myself and I've seen several other people in the community kind of point to Authority and go like, I need to research this. I need to learn this. I even saw Jem Mint post the omnibus for Authority and go like, I should probably crack into this now. I had the same feeling. I want to read Authority. And apparently a lot of the seeds that would eventually grow into the Authority were planted by Warren Ellis and later uh, Brian Hitch when they joined uh, together to do these later issues of Stormwatch. It grew into the Authority. So that's why we're seeing this book pop up on the list this week. The 90s was loud. It was hyper violent. It was all over the place. And it wasn't until issue 37 when Warren Ellis and various artists started to do kind of a more like grounded narrative that Stormwatch would catch its footing. The first 36 issues is filled with different writers and artists. Yeah, I'm definitely not a fan of this era of comics, of this style of artwork. Not for me. I'm much more interested in getting into the actual authority run when uh, Warren Ellis and Brian Hitch kind of took these characters and relaunched it into a brand new title and a brand new book that is now going to be infinitely more relevant. And we saw this last week on the Hot 10. Authority number one appeared on there. It's jumped like 200 bucks from its recent highs because of the James Gunn announcement. Clearly the community believes in James Gunn at the list at number seven. Daniel Day Kim coming back for a comic book adaptation. Going to Amazon, Butterfly number one, 2014, Boom Studios. Correct. We just got news this week that this Boom Studios miniseries from about 10 years ago has been optioned by Amazon. They're pretty busy in the option space lately. They're picking up all sorts of different comic book related projects. So we'll see which one of them actually makes it to the screen. But this sounds pretty cool. And you know me, Tom. I love Daniel Day Kim. I always talk about how much I love Hawaii Five-0. In particular, Daniel Day Kim and uh, Battlestar Galactica's Grace Park. That's right. And we know that. Battlestar Galactica beats Lost, your favorite show. Right. And I have tattoos of Lost, but I won't tell you what they are or where they are. But what tattoo and where? Dharma Initiative on his butt. We have a $4 average sale for a comic that spiked up 1,100%. It seems pretty cool, though. This seems like it's a book right up your alley. Yeah, it sounds kind of cool. I'm going to have to track down the trade and read it. It's a uh, political spy thriller dealing with an, uh, an agent of the CIA living in South Korea trying to hide out from somebody who's hunting him down. Uh, I don't want to know more than that because I want to read the damn book myself, but there's only three copies of this book graded on the CGC census. They're all at a 9.8. Hold your damn horses. 
Comic Familia because we have a sale for $79 and $190 that both took place. But Ryan, you mentioned it. Three are on the census. And right now there are two listed on eBay. So these books have come and gone and been relisted. And the two listings, one's at auction for another week. I'm curious to see where that one ends. But the other is listed for $1,500. Do not overspend on this comic because with an increase as mighty as we just reported, clearly members are going to find high grade copies and get them graded. And with the CGC turnaround times the way they are right now, they're going to hit eBay. And if you overpay at auction, you're going to feel it soon. Sure. Yeah. And if this just got optioned, it'll be a long time before it ever sees the light of day, if it even does. So, yeah, I, w- I would wait a bit, maybe see what the census count looks like here in a couple of weeks, maybe even a couple of months, then buy it. You guys give us the best job in the world. We get to send you comics every single month with your support. And we have two members to give some congrats to Bradley Silberberg. Check your email because we're going to get your info and send you this. Fantastic 449. You're getting a first appearance of Galactus. And big shout out to Jeffrey Hout. You're getting this FF Annual 2 Classic Doctor Doom key book. Join the mystery mail call, comictom101.com. Link in the description. We send out books like this and awesome silver, bronze, modern, and exclusive every single month. You support the show. We appreciate you. For example, this month we're sending out Ninja Funk. By Natalie Sanders. This is Ninja Funk issue number two, doing a self homage, also an Adam Hughes homage to Harley Quinn, and we're sending out Gargoyles by Johnny DeJardins. Our third one per box is Grim number six, a variant done impeccably by In Hyuk Lee. There's still a couple days left to join the community and to support the show. And now at the list at number six, Ryan, we're gonna have to go dollar bin diving. We're here at number six. We're talking about Batman Battle for the Cowl, issue number three that came out in 2009 in the wake of Batman's death in Final Crisis. We have multiple protégés of Batman who are looking to take on the cowl, battling for the cowl. And spoiler alert, Dick Grayson wins. And we find out that there's a new Robin. For the first time, we have Damien stepping into the Boy Wonders shoes. This book is only $4 and was highlighted on Key Collector Comics as a fantastic spec book for good reason. $4 is essentially cover price. That's true. And with uh, James Gunn announcing that Damien would feature in the new Batman uh, Brave and the Bold movie, uh, it made sense that people are starting to look for various important issues featuring Damian Wayne. And this one is pretty important because it's the first time he becomes Robin. An increase of 775% when this was highlighted. There's only one copy at 98 one at 9.6 and one at 8.5, all of them selling for essentially cost to get it graded, 34, 30 bucks respectively. So this right here shows that although a book is trending, it doesn't necessarily become hot because of a long-term potential that it's going to be a blue chip book. Some books are just worth more than cover price. This one's a minor key. I see it being comfortably $10, 15 maybe even $20 one day, which is why we're seeing heights start to approach those numbers. And it's just a cool little brief era for Batman and Robin because Batman was Dick Grayson under the cowl the whole time, so he's more of a lighthearted, different take on Batman, and you have a more edgy, angsty Robin, so it's kind of a flipped dynamic where you had Batman normally is the gruff, tough guy, and Robin's the lighthearted, fun one. So it, it is cool to see the switch happen, and it only lasted for a couple of years until the New 52 relaunch when Scott Snyder became, uh, made 
Bruce Wayne Batman again. And you had uh, Damien and Bruce Wayne team up as Batman and Robin with uh, Peter J. Tomasi and Patrick Gleason's run, which is one of my personal favorites. Number five on the list is the first appearance of the Council of Kangs. I would say the biggest spec book to emerge from Loki from Disney Plus. We have Avengers 267 debuting in 1986, $35 average sales and $290 for a CGC 9.8. This book hit heights after that Jonathan Majors reveal of $950. Recent sales under 300 hot damn, that's a drop. I suspect people are gearing up for a potential Kang narrative that will continue past Ant-Man. So yeah, this book is the first appearance of the Council of Kangs, which is a whole bunch of variants of Kang. And yeah, that does make sense when you tie it back to Loki, because the first time we ever saw Jonathan Majors in the MCU was as a variant of Kang, a, uh, a smaller scale, less evil, less conquery version of Kang, he who remains at the end of time and all that stuff. So it does make sense that at that time, when that episode dropped the finale of Loki, that you would see this book in particular pop off because of all the Kang variants. It makes you think about how potentially we will see Kang portrayed moving forward, whether or not the version of Kang that we get in Ant-Man, maybe that's just one more version of Kang, and we'll see a whole bunch of other ones potentially in the future, maybe like uh, Ramatut or Immortus. The movie's not out yet, and these sales happen prior to anyone seeing anything on screen. So I'm excited to see where this book lands after the release of this movie, considering that the hype, I think is lower than it deserves going into it. This is a very ambitious film. Yeah, and James Gunn in DC kind of stole all of the, the spotlight from uh, the lead-up to Ant-Man, which drops, uh, by the time you're watching this, it'll drop in less than a week, so I'm, I'm, I'm excited too. We really need to go, we need to book our tickets. I want to go see this together, like, ASAP. I want to I know what happens. A 173% increase in copies sold. Looking at number four on the list, we have Superman 53 from 1991 coming out of nowhere, but for good reason. Do you know about the category on the app, Key Collector that is, that's called Nick's Picks? Because it's one of the most informative and important categories on this app that goes routinely missed by every member of our community. I don't know why I first thought Nick's Picks meant like a bunch of different pictures of boogers. <laughs> But that's where my brain went first because I'm a child. But no, it is it is a cool section. It's uh, different from the Hot 10 and the Trending 10 list. It's more, way more speculative because it's not based on any sales. It's just stuff that he thinks might be worth looking at considering the state of the current comic market. And I think this cover is a prime example of that. So Nick is the owner and creator of Key Collector Comics. This is his curated list that he's been doing week on end. I think he just hit 183 weeks. And this is a category that is filled with, quote, curated unique finds and impressive sales found on eBay refreshed every Wednesday. This book has a $3 average sale and a spike of a thousand percent after it was showcased on the app. Now, members clearly bought it for good reason. Why was that? Because it's very interesting and a little controversial. Yeah, this is a very iconic cover. You can see right away when you look at it, Superman standing in front of the American flag with that motto, truth, justice, and the American way in the, the background. The retired motto. Right. Yeah, that was a uh, it was retired. That was mainstream news that broke in late 2021 that they were changing that from truth, justice and the American way to truth, justice and a better tomorrow. This is the book you can find in the dollar bin. And it's a classic cover. Very patriotic. Very cool. Heights being reached in January of this year for eighty nine dollars for a CGC 9.8. However, 2022. Last year, heights reached of 189. So clearly, for being a affordable comic, there is a key significance here. 
And it has to be because of that slogan. Yeah, when they changed this at the end of 2021, we saw the record highs for this book all come shortly thereafter throughout the month of 2022 when it was no longer the motto of Superman. However, we did hear that uh, Peter Safran, when they gave, when him and James Gunn gave their little brief secretive press conference before the uh, James Gunn announcement video dropped the day before, they talked to a bunch of press, and uh, Peter Safran used that motto while describing Superman, the old school, the truth, justice, the American way, while describing what their Superman legacy movie was going to be like, which made people realize or take a closer look at this book because did they use that phrase intentionally? Did uh, did Peter Safran just forget that DC has retired that motto? Or are they kind of making a point by using the older version of the motto? Who knows? We'll have to wait and see. This is just another book that you have to add to your Rolodex of affordable keys that you can find on the hunt because a lot of people don't know about it. But it's one you need to know because if you have a high-grade copy, it could grade well if you send it to CGC. But also, if you find the right Superman collector, they're going to want this in their collection. Yeah, it just looks good in this lab. It's a cool cover. We're here at number three, the top three now, uh, and this one I don't know about. I don't have. I don't have a good feeling. I feel like this might be weak spec. We're looking at Micronauts number one from 1979. Weak spec then and weak spec now because this book has been spiking since 2019. Paramount announcements that have gone nowhere, and then as recently as November 2022, when Quantum Mania hype started, and there being a suggestion, a hypothesis that we may see the Micronauts to maybe a loose form, you know, in, in homage and tribute a little bit. But even if that were to happen, does it matter? I don't think it matters too much. The biggest obstacle being that Marvel does not own the license to Micronauts anymore. They had a brief window making comics from 1979 to the mid-1980s, and ever since then Hasbro has owned the license. So I don't even think Marvel is allowed to mention the Micronauts or the Microverse that they inhabited, but if you look at uh, some old school Micronauts covers, comics, and if you look at the trailers that we got for uh, Quantumania, there's a lot of new people in the background of these Quantumania shots. So maybe we'll get some guys in this sequence who kind of look like some old Microverse, Micronauts style characters. But I don't think we're going to get any direct shout outs or callbacks to this comic run in particular. Well, we got some Bill Matt Logan seeing $20 average sales. And during the like full nostalgia swing and the hype of the comic boom, hitting around 400 upwards of 500, we saw a couple outlier sales reaching heights of 700, short lived. But recent sales in February for a 9.8, for a book that came out in 1979, $150. Yeah, overall, we're getting an increase of 129% in uh, copies sold of Micronauts number one. And when you look at uh, various properties that are owned by Hasbro, they do make movies based off of their products. Uh, the biggest one being the Transformers franchise of movies they've made. They've done movies based on G.I. Joe. They had a Battleship movie that came out over a decade ago. It's not entirely impossible that we might see this Micronauts movie actually get made. You just named so many like lame movies. <laughs> I mean, they're lame because they're based on toys, but they, they're not entirely unsuccessful I projects. love the IPs. I love the cartoons, but... You know, Transformers yeah. makes money regardless of you know, what we think about it. I'm going to go see the, the the one that's based off Beast Wars because that was my jam back in the 90s. So, you know, I, I can't I can't hate too much. And now at the list at number two with one of Fire Guy Ryan's favorite books to have ever landed on the trending 10. Correct. We're talking about Criminal number one, which was just optioned by Amazon. I'm excited. Do you just like totally piss yourself with excitement? It, it was a mess. It's absolutely. I got myself mess. cleaned up and then I went to go drool over my hardcovers. Ed Brubaker and Sean Phillips, the writer and artist on Criminal, are my favorite creative team in comic history. Like I, I love everything they do. Uh, the Fade Out, Fatal, 
Reckless, which is going on right now, the the pulp, that old Western hardcover that we covered back on, you know, back this when is that came out. A creative team that's so damn good together that they skip. I mean, most comics totally skip individual issues and then just release a graphic novel and say, that's what you get. And everyone buys it. I have everything they've done pretty much since I hopped on the reckless train. Correct. Yeah. In recent years, they have foregone the single issue format entirely and they're just doing original graphic novels. I'm it's all like for it. It's like a baller move to do. Right. And they just recently reprinted all three Criminal Deluxe hardcovers, which is how I have them on my shelf at home. And I, I literally uh, binged all three of them in a weekend when I my first time reading them earlier last year. It's a it's a great series. The cool part about Criminal is that the trades you can collect, I believe, like at least ten or so different trades, and they're all kind of they feel like movies when you read them. They're just individual crime stories. You can pick one up and read it and put it down and be done with it. But when you pick up Volume Two, for example, it takes place in the past, like in the 1970s, and you realize that one of the little kids that you see. In the second trade is the young version of the guy that you knew in the first one. And you realize that over time, the more you read of Criminal, the more and more they're fleshing out this wider connected universe that hops around through time, almost like a Quentin Tarantino movie. It's it's a lot of fun. Criminal's great. $12 average sales. It's got Ryan hyped. It's got me excited. And an increase of copies sold of 650%. This right here shows that when the right comics get that option status, the quality that's found in those pages is going to propel it to a collectible. People want to secure just in case it's a banger. Right. And if you can't track down the single issues because it was not printed that much back in the old Marvel icon days, again, go check out the deluxe hardcovers. It's a, it's a pretty nice set. By the end of last year, we were talking about like Amazon hype and Warhammer, Henry Cavill. 2023, we got Bitch Planet. We got freaking Tomb Raider, and this past week, Spider-Man Noir coming to Amazon. Right. They've also optioned uh, Sex Criminals. We just talked about Regular Criminal just now in Butterfly earlier on this list alone. There is like at least three or four, stay tuned, Amazon optioned projects. Because of the nature of how you option a thing to make it into an actual movie or show, not all of these are actually going to hit the screen. Probably. I want to know your thoughts in the comment section below, which is your favorite that you hope to see hit the screen. And at the list at number one of all of the titles I just announced... We have one more that is added to the option status list of 2023 already, and it's my favorite of all of them, including Spider-Man Noir, yo. We got, hit the like and subscribe. We're here every seven days for the comic fam. Which is number one, Scott Snyder, Jock, goodness. Hot damn. Yeah, Tom's really excited. I'm a little less excited. You have like at least two copies of the trade on your shelf out there for some reason. Uh, I don't. I'm not a big fan of this book, if I'm being 100% honest. But we can get into that later. Well, you are such a narrative guy, and you have this, like, bone to pick with Snyder, which I understand it's fair, but I love everything Snyder does. And Jock is one of the best artists of all time. When he draws horror, it scares you almost more than the narrative, which is also horrifying. That is how I feel. The art in this book is the uh, the true winner, in my opinion, and I think the fact that we are getting a witch's animated series has me way more excited than I would have been if this was going to be live action. If they can adapt Jock's art style into animation similar to what they did with Invincible and Ryan Otley's art style. I think this could be really cool. However, I don't think it's that scary. I want to hear from the community if you've read this book. $12 average sales. When I was specking on this comic book less than a year ago, it was hitting around $80 to $100 for a 9.8. We're seeing $148 sales for a high-graded copy. If you're patient at auction, I bet you can get it a little cheaper than that. And, you know, Scott Snyder had this idea after he was remembering a place in his youth, you know, when he was a youth, he would frequent a forest and he thought, you know, how creepy would it be if there were satanic cult members living there? Like, you got to imagine someone as creative as Scott 
probably had some weird dreams and ideas when he was a kid. That's true. And uh, he does write some good spooky stuff. I'm, I'm a big fan of his book Severed that yes. he did around the same time period. I personally prefer that over, over Witches. But even stuff like, I think, Court of Owls hit a lot of really creepy spooky horror notes. And even his book uh, The Black Mirror with uh, James Gordon Jr., there's, there's some good stuff there. What a week of sales. Let me know in the comment section if you own any of these books. And, as always, geek responsibly. Enough said. Comic fam, look at this beautiful comic book, Swamp Thing in the distance. I mean, how cool would it be to see this cover from Swamp Thing's perspective? I mean, that's a mirror right there. That's cat hair right there. And bam! That's right. Carnivore Comics, Comic Tom team up. You can get this homage done. Point of view style by Gabriel Del Otto. We have virgin sets, and I'm gonna have them available for the first time from me this coming Tuesday for Valentine's Day on Whatnot. Link in the description. Bookmark the stream, and we'll see you there. We also have other videos for you to check out.